I have a couple of questions. I'll explain more on the differences between Vedana and Chitta. Vedana is the word for feeling. So, wherever there is feeling, where one, when one feels, there is jitta, is that which feels, that which experiences feeling. Our body also experiences feeling. But um, when the body experiences a feeling pleasant, painful, or neutral, the jitta feels that feeling as well. So generally, when we have physical pleasure, the jitta feels pleased. When we have physical pain, the jitta feels displeased. It feels disagreeable, it feels unhappy. So feeling is what that which feels in this conscious, responsive way. Feeling derives either um, from for the jitta, feeling derives from Perception, sanya. So it perceives, you feel something in your body, difficult feeling in the body, the perception of tension or fire or pressure or something like that or reaction. Jitta responds to that, picks that up. Sometimes the body feels something and it acts by itself, it is reflexed. Bang your knee and it jumps. So then you have a feeling and a response which is more more autonomous, separate. There's no sense of really, you know, apprehending the, the feeling. The body just responds by itself. But by and large, uh, bodily feeling will have a corresponding mental feeling with it. Now this is why. You know, people can, strange people can do uh, difficult things to their bodies. You get masochists, like to beat themselves or something like that. And so this is actually physically unpleasant, but because of their psychology, they find it mentally agreeable. So so it's both pleasant and pain, physical pain can feel can be interpreted as, as agreeable. The mind agrees with it. Self-inflict pain for various psychological reasons. Jitta is that which feels. It does so. The eyes don't feel. The ears don't feel. The nose doesn't feel. The tongue doesn't feel. So when you have a pleasant taste, it's really the jitta interprets that flavor sweet, sour, so forth, as agreeable. So to interpret it that way. So, for example, if you have a, you eat something like a fish, and it tastes like a fish, you say, oh, this is pleasant. 
If you had a banana and it tasted like a fish, you think, well, it's rotten. Taste would be the same, but the perception, the connotation, would be different, so the jitta would find it disagreeable. The tongue feels it experiences the same thing. Can we control jitta or direct it? Particularly when we're aware of it and it's off balance. Or would you just say, observe it? You can't really, um, well, you, you can control it. You can direct, you can direct it, you can direct it. And to a certain extent, you can suppress it. Uh, that is, the, yeah, the the responses it's coming up with. You can there can be an intention just to keep pushing that away or suppressing it. Yeah. So it's not exactly controlling it, but it's, the jitter is still unhappy, uh, or, and then you just uh, tell it to shut up or uh, push it away or add some psychological complexity to it, you feel agreeable feeling, you feel guilty about it, so you tend to suppress the feeling, so, you know, dependent on getting one's psychology. So you can suppress, which which is, is, is you know, maybe sometimes a stopgap measure, if some, you know, if you're about to do something very unskillful, you just hold it back. Uh, but long term, not good, because it uh, uh, um, tends to distort the chitta, and also doesn't really resolve, um, you know, the, the mood or the emotion. So controlling, maybe brief, something, you know, an emergency has to be done. Um, so we're you know, running out of a burning house and Chitra is feeling very, very panicky and you just willpower, you suppress it because you've got to get out of the house or you've got to take your kids out of the house or something. So you've got this sense of really consciously suppressing your panic in order to get out of the burning house. And then when you get out and uh, you, know, you feel free, oh, all this stuff comes rushing up. Yeah. So that's that's like that, and that's the kind of mechanism we have. Now, if we uh, have that some experience of something that's shocking or painful or distressing or frightening, and we suppress it with a sense something like you shouldn't feel that way, you shouldn't have that experience, then you get guilt or something of that nature occurs. And again, that kind of acts as a suppressor, but because you don't take it off, you know, then the jitta doesn't get that sense of relief of, oh, the panic's over, we're okay now. It just stays suppressed, but it, it starts either, either get trauma, um, where it, it uh, numbs out, it goes numb in certain places and you don't feel very much, you don't feel anything in certain areas. That's, that's a known experience. 
or you get something whereby it's suppressed but it keeps kind of bubbling up as a difficult emotion such as fear or rage or something of that nature. So suppression is kind of an emergency measure but doesn't really um, resolve anything. It can actually damage if it's long term. Now, can you, so mostly, you know, we can direct jitta and direct it. Um, fundamentally through perception uh, and that helps to you know, you know, perception is what lands on the chitta if you like the impression friendly hostile comfortable disgusting agreeable easy urgent tasty these are perceptions right? And be, those are attributed to all kinds of phenomena. Dogs can be friendly or threatening, you know, and we can perceive them in that way. You can be frightened of dogs, uh, even when they're not doing anything unpleasant. So you have a perception of, of, of dogs. And you see a dog, you feel alarmed. So, so perceptions essentially stimulate... Um, mind states. Perceptions land on the jitta and what arises is uh, a mind state which is certain qualities to it. One of them is a certain sense of an impulse, right? wanting to get away or wanting to hold. You know, something rises up. You know. Or it may cascade into all, you know, whereby um, say, okay, we've got the dog, you know, see the dog, feel, feel fear, and the mind feels that sense of fear and it starts to create or bring up other perceptions. I remember I was bitten by a dog. I saw this dog in a movie that's killed a sheep. I, you know, it just cascades into many, many perceptions of that same nature. Yeah? It's called proliferation. Yeah. So, so it's like the perception multiplies and it becomes an overwhelm. And you might notice this Experience this with, particularly with people you have a problem with. You know, you, oh, he said that, and then, oh, and then he said this yesterday, and oh, and then I did this, and he still didn't do that. Oh, so it just keeps cascading into into more and more things on, neg- on the same flavour. Yeah, uh, or the opposite, you know, attraction. It just keeps cascading, and it's this movement. Uh, perceptions and, and um, uh, inclinations that lie under mind states. This is why mind states seem to have a certain permanence to them. Even though, you know, teaching is phenomena impermanent, how come I'm stuck in this grumpy mood for you know, half a day or something of that nature? Because it's being recycled. It's coming back, it's being recycled rather like uh, uh, we notice say clouds in the sky um, have a certain sense of substance even though they're really just mist and vapor because particular qualities of heat and water are constantly regenerating it yeah? so it seems kind of permanent so mind state so this is what occurs now 
So perceptions are what move the chitta. Now it can be directed because this is what's happening anyway. Uh, these perceptions can arise from sight, sound, touch, and so forth, or from memories, ideas, thoughts. So it can arise from the thinking mind, mano, can bring up a thought. Uh, you know, like, I'm useless, or something like that, you know, or I'm wonderful, or she's my friend, or she dislikes me, or something. So it brings these things up, and then it triggers off this, these movements. That's what's happening anyway. Yeah. This is what makes our world so seemingly solid and complex and why the chitta never really finds rest because it's constantly being um, you know, landing, these perceptions landing on it now we can direct the chitta with a steady there's two ways of doing this first, the obvious way is you, you establish a perception, you bring a perception up and you keep placing it on the chitta, you keep placing it there perception of goodwill now, perception of goodwill um, as an idea is quite good, but really, generally, we need to um, enrich it a little bit. The closer you can get to your actual specific experience. I remember, um, you know, and so I'm jittered can be directed, up, for example, by I remember this person showed goodwill to me, and that perception of an action of goodwill lands on the jitta. The jitta momentarily feels a bit of relief or comfort or well-being. Maybe. Uh, or, you know, I perceive someone in my mind's eye who I experience goodwill towards. So that perception is established. The jitta feels quite uplifted. Um, so this is an example of you know, um, placing, directly placing perceptions. Perceptions that either encourage the chitta or uh, perceptions that um, make it quiet. So, you know, if it gets passionate, we bring up perceptions that are conducive to dispassion. Right? You know, food looks nice when it's going into your mouth, it doesn't look so good when it's in your belly. So you remember, this is what's going to happen, it's going to turn into a sort of mush. This can help when one's got a kind of compulsive drive towards food. Similarly with human bodies. So you have perceptions that help the jitter to step back. You have perceptions that help the jitter to rise up. Yeah. Uh, so these are what one applies. And the closer you can get to your own direct experience, then the more real it's going to feel. Because yeah. it's, your jitter already has that. So you just recollect it, you bring it back again, your jitter knows that one. Say, my teacher or my uncle or someone, you know, who I felt warm and trustworthy, I bring up a memory of them and, you know, it's better than theory of, of, uh, 
goodwill to some experience like that. So a wise person you know, scans through their experience and what's a favourable perception to use the plant on the jitter depending on what it's going through at any particular time. So this will then direct it. In other words, it directs towards something skillful or it lets go of something unprofitable, painful or uh, dragging it down. So this, this way we can it's called uh, applied perception or sometimes the word sign and um, so I've been encouraging to perhaps um, look for the sign that your jitter rises up to or feels pleased by uh, feels steadied by so it could be the sign of earth you know, it feels grounded uh, you can see it around you the earth around you, sign of a forest, the sign of trees can make you feel a bit more, I don't know, does me good. Um, leafy, natural, at ease in itself. Not sign of traffic doesn't do me so much good. Sign of sign of trees, jitter perks up a little with that. So they're all around, you know, they're here. Now, um, so you look around for that, and it's, as I say, you know, just open up the the framework of meditation need to include all the time the jitta is operating so all the time you know look for its welfare don't just imagine it's going to happen when you sit still and focus on something like that so you look, sometimes you know, so widen it up yeah. um, then you know, internally we feel the, the firmness of, of the earth element in the body that could be a nice stabilizing, stabilizing effect. You know, feeling really what am I supposed to do here anyway? I don't know, it's so much spinning, jitter spinning, can't find any ground. Okay, just feel the bones in your back. You know, nice and simple. Not a matter of speculation. Ah, you know, things settle down, jitter stops spinning. So you can scan for the most seemingly mundane and humble things, such as the pressure in your feet or the trees in the forest. Pick up a sign that um, is suitable. Light, space. Personally, I enjoy the sign of space, openness. My jitter feels pleased and comfortable with that. Uh, I don't feel that. I don't feel kind of lost or alone are light big spaces a sign of light brightening sometimes a sign of darkness feels nice and quiet you know look at the night look at the stars you feel just a sense of quiet um, you just know just start the experiment what your what helps your jitter and these are all perceptions this is applied then um, there's another sort of sign that comes up, which is the jitter sometimes manifests a sign. When you're meditating um, or sitting there, you know, it comes up with some kind of quality, and this is particularly an attribute as you deepen, and it could be positive or negative. You know, one can feel a sense of pressure. So... You know, a sign of, well, you're just sitting, it's exactly the same, but 
how come you're feeling under pressure? The chitta is manifesting a perception of pressure, and so you need to dislodge that and find a sign of space. Could be that your jitta produces things like lights, or uh, you know, sometimes this happens for people. Okay, well, um, is that helpful or not? If it becomes something where you get a little bit giddy and starstruck by it all, then you withdraw from those signs. But so the jitter can produce signs. And because these come up, we think, what's going on? Um, one sign um, that is considered just all, all, always useful is a sign of impermanence. Now, this is a, again, uh, like you say, a mental sign. We attune to the endings of things, the beginnings and endings of things, the flow of things, the you know, changeability of things, and the jitter sort of, oh, it, it, it relaxes its tendency to cling and hold, because it tunes into the perception of changeability, and it's able to, you know, float or ride that wave of changing phenomena. It's quite comfortable with that. Um, so that that sign is generally considered, you know, universally a benefit. It may not be all you need, but it's a, it's a, as universally benefits everyone, um, particularly when it's a trip when it's experienced in terms of um, what we call ourself. So these moves, these changes, these feelings, these states are, I mean, well, it's a changing phenomenon. And that isn't something you should try to tell it. You should get the sense of being able to witness that. Um, and then that helps to take the, the drama or the poignancy or the fascination or out of it. And so these are perceptions. And they then direct the chitta to um, happiness or calm or clarity or you know, perception of death uh, directs the jitter towards um, um, what's really valuable, its values, since everything else tends to pass away. These, these are ways in which we use this um, perception experience to direct the jitter. What doesn't direct it is telling it what to do. Saying be happy doesn't make it so. Shut up doesn't make it so. Suppressions don't really do it. Um, calm down doesn't really do it. Um, yeah, because the judge just feels perception of, you know, being told what to do. And that is, isn't adequate. But if we have a perception of something that supports calm, all the time in the world, you know, plenty of space, then that perception has this effect of, of um, chitta calming down. Uh, it's more like an offer. <laughs>